welcome to Business Line Podcast. This is Gitanjali Devaka. Entrepreneurship seems to have been gaining traction despite the COVID-19 pandemic. More women have also begun to explore this space. But does society influence a country's decision to promote women entrepreneurship? In this discussion, WeHub's Deepthi Ravula gives us insights into the society's outlook towards this particular aspect of India's startup ecosystem as well as steps that have been taken to encourage women and their businesses. Deepthi, thank you so much for joining us on Business Line Podcast. Let's look into the world of women in entrepreneurship. How has the scenario changed since March 2020? Thank you, Gitanjali, for having me on the conversation today. So after the initial dip, I think it's seen a great uptick and there's a lot of optimism around a lot of things that are happening in the ecosystem. So we look at it very positively. How have investors responded to this particular change? Interestingly, Anjali, if you see, we've been doing quite well. India as a startup ecosystem has been doing quite well. And there was a lot of optimism. If you know, there are about 32,900 startups that are registered in Startup India. And this year alone, we have eight unicorns. So that is the data that we have in spite of the pandemic. So initially, when the year started out, there was a lot of a cautious approach, both from the startups as well as the investors, because the startups were actually doing great. They were actually on an uptick and upward trajectory. And while that was happening, this COVID hit. And then... What we've actually seen is that while there was a little bit of a downturn in terms of the kind of investments or no kind of acquisitions that were happening, if you see Q3 and Q4 of, of the year, there has been immense amount of acquisitions, there's been immense amount of investments in startups and a lot of startups which would not have been able to thrive before the pandemic have even actually gotten Series A funding. So overall, I think the same answer. If you notice Q3 investments and the Q4 investments have been higher than the Q1 of 2020. So that actually shows you that people are ready to get back to work. The investors are ready with the money. They are on a little bit of pending spree and the startups which actually are able to sustain and scale are in a good place. Has technology made entrepreneurship more inclusive lately? It is actually a very interesting question that you ask. Technology is a great leveler for everything. We've seen that with digital education. We've seen that with a lot of other spheres, healthcare. We have seen that with a lot of other areas. But when it comes to entrepreneurship, we strongly believe there is a huge gap still. The main reason is that when you talk about an entrepreneur, example, a woman entrepreneur who has to be part of a lot of conversations at the same time run a manufacturing business, technology helped us a little bit, but it has not really made her more efficient in terms of like working on the factory floor and being virtually managing things because a lot of things are still hands-on and they are still manual. In a way, I think it's a mixed bag. Technology has created some avenues, but it has brought a lot of gaps as well. Today, we are excited about edutech being available everywhere. We are excited about healthcare being available everywhere. But one thing we don't realize is that the recipients of all these things, do they actually have access to the instruments to access all these amazing interventions in technology that is happening in every sphere of life? What is your take on women in the entrepreneurial space, at least over the past few months? Initially, when the lockdowns and everything happened, the entire enthusiasm and the energy that was built around entrepreneurship suddenly saw like a dead drop. And then a lot of entrepreneurs, women entrepreneurs specifically, were taking on multiple roles. They were taking on roles of not just being an entrepreneur, but also doing a lot of the handling of the effects of lockdown themselves because of the matters of home and children's virtual schooling and all that coming into play. What we've seen is that the entrepreneurs who've actually been associated with incubators and have had access to like good mentoring have actually been able to weather this lockdown quite effectively. 
whereas a lot of entrepreneurs who are not associated with a lot of organizations or any kind of incubators have seen a little bit of a hit on their entrepreneurial capabilities as well as their own work as well so there has been a little bit of a decline in the number of women entrepreneurs who want to still pursue it because they feel that uh, it's too much burden for them to take on so many hats in one day so it has taken a little bit of a negative toll on women entrepreneurs how much of this do you think is primarily an attitudinal issue i'll talk about attitude issue from both sides it is not just an attitude issue from the entrepreneur or the woman herself but also from the family so when work from home happened everybody moved home but the unpaid domestic work actually impacted the women a lot more i'll give you a small example we were actually interviewing a postdoctoral researcher for a job at at vhub and her husband is a big engineer at some big company and when it came down to discussing about salary what was interesting was that the lady actually told us that because she has to now come to work they have to hire a maid in spite of the husband working from home so this is very ironical because with both of them working from home when the woman wants to take up a better opportunity she is not afforded that and that is actually a big part of the salary negotiations because they have to hire a maid because the woman is not going to be at home and we felt that these are the kind of attitudinal changes that need to be drilled down both in the husband as well as the household in both parties so that is absolutely needed so let's have a look at the larger picture in this sense are you saying that entrepreneurship in a country is deeply influenced by the way in which society perceives entrepreneurship to be yes let's talk about different societies so there are countries which actually thrive on entrepreneurship like if you look at a lot of the scandinavian countries having two to three startups before you actually get into a real job maybe 20 years after trying something is actually something which is absolutely normal whereas in a country in in the eastern economies like ours where upward mobility and education are tied to each other entrepreneurship is seen actually as a risky move so even in america in the us and also a little bit of north america entrepreneurship is not seen as a very safe path either it is a seen as a very risky move so very rightly as you said being an entrepreneur is extremely deep rooted into the culture of the society how have platforms like we hub helped in resolving this current situation one of the first things that we did when the pandemic hit and the lockdown got announced is that we first made sure that the women entrepreneurs who were actually burdened with a lot of the unpaid domestic work and a lot of other factors that were coming into play did not lose their zeal for entrepreneurship so initially what we did is we started having one on one conversation with these entrepreneurs to let them know that we are moving the entire incubation process virtual and this is something that can be done at the entrepreneurs convenience second thing is we worked a lot with each of the individual entrepreneurs to make sure that if let's say one of their products has no relevance in the covid world we worked with them on understanding how we can diversify their product range and we can actually get products which are more relevant to the market number 3 that we did is we made sure that we got them a lot of new customers for example we had a startup which was actually in the fmcg space we connected them to big basket and the other e-commerce gig and also the gig players in the economy so that their products could actually be more accessible to the communities around and fourth thing we actually did is we worked extensively on their financial models to make sure that they had less burn rate and a longer runway so these are four ways we ensured that the startups at vhub not just continued on the path but actually have not seen immense losses also because one of the biggest hurdles any startup faces revenue goes to zero is there really a way forward and i think we have been able to help a lot of our startups quite well in not just continuing on the path but also expanding we had a fmcg startup which was only into gourmet desserts 
now they are one of the biggest suppliers to big basket in hyderabad so things like this have actually helped a lot of startups stay afloat and continue on quite well and many startups have actually made a lot of new customer connects and i think that is something that enablers like we have have done quite well and should be doing a lot more of the current scenario has also seen a rise in the number of home grown businesses like you might have people sitting at home who have started running their own bakeries or jewelry making ventures and so on have platforms or organizations such as rehub been able to rope in these people as well and probably even use technology to help them grow tangibly one thing i will like to tell you is that when we do our incubation program we have a very clear demarcation on urban tech enabled startups the reason we do this is because we want to create a next pool of high potential women entrepreneurs so while we do this we do get a lot of requests hobbyists or aspiring women entrepreneurs who want to move forward so they will not be qualifying for our incubation program instead of turning them away what we've done is given that they are not full fledged startups and they are just dipping their toes in water in whatever space we've created an entire pre incubation program because entrepreneurship is not just about starting a company before you become an entrepreneur you actually need to know what financial modeling is you need to understand what marketing is you need to understand what product creation is you need to know how to actually use Uh, tech efficiently to scale your business so we have created during the lockdown an entire pre incubation process by which a lot of the women who are in careers and who are looking at getting into entrepreneurship can understand a lot more about entrepreneurship and understand the fail fast methodology also because one of the biggest problems about entrepreneurship is that we sometimes confuse hobbies with entrepreneurs hobbies are people who do something in their spare time and they are not completely in the field they have not quit their day jobs to take up something that they're truly passionate about they're just doing something on the side because they have some free time so there is a demarcation between hobbies and entrepreneurs and and these are the women who actually are aspiring and for them we have created an entire pre incubation program and yes this is where we are enabling them to understand the nuances of entrepreneurship and if they qualify they can also be part of our incubation program going forward So finally where do you see entrepreneurship particularly women entrepreneurship going in the days ahead So I think there is no way but going up because if you realize a lot of tech startups now have a woman co-founder so there is a lot of encouraging signs that we see if you look at the data also India always had a lot of women entrepreneurs if you realize 13.7 million businesses in India are actually owned by women but if you notice very few of them are actually something known as startups and things like that so there is no way but to go up is what we believe at we have yeah thanks deepthi for your time and it was a real pleasure speaking with you yeah thank you that was deepthi ravala of we have telling us more about the scope of women entrepreneurs in the indian startup ecosystem for more podcasts follow us on our spotify channel business line podcast also follow us on google podcast and our website www.thehindubusinessline.com